All right, praise the Lord. We're ready to roll. Okay, so uh, remember, just looking at the layout of the scriptures, and we we all know this is a historic line. Okay, and the stuff we look at this morning, it's not well uh, a you know a spiritual story. No, it, it's history, and what it just makes it so much stronger. Instead of thinking there's some sort of spiritual message here, oh, it's just just a just a real message. It's you know we got all these little tags we like to say. But anyway, uh, I want us to go to um, the book of Genesis here. And oh, in Genesis, uh, look at the the tail end of chapter eleven. Oh, you know this is only a hundred. Excuse me, this is ten generations after uh, uh, Noah. Anyway, look at verse uh, Genesis chapter eleven, verse thirty-two. Meanwhile, Abram married his half sister Sarah. Now, Abram just showed up a few verses before this. It talked about his dad. Okay, Terah or Turan, whatever it was. Uh, he married his half-sister Sarah, while his brother Nahor married their orphan niece Milcah, who was the daughter of brother of Haran, and she had a sister named Iscah. But Sarah was barren, had no children. Well, we know about that. Like, oh yeah. Well, look at all the details we have. Okay. All right. But anyway, they left and they started off to Canaan right there, but they stopped in Haran. Okay. Terah, that was Abraham's dad, he died at, look at that, 205. That's not a mistake. There's evidence here in other historic verses that we see here and these are historic verses i mean it's like you know i mean when are we going to stop the unbelief you, you go back and just believe the scriptures but remember before pharaoh abraham isaac jacob jacob was asked by pharaoh how old are you well at that time jacob was 135 140 but jacob's answer was so interesting he goes i'm a hundred and i think he said 38 but he says i'm not near as old as some of my ancestors well, how do you figure that into these ages? That's because it was true. Wow. Okay. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, all right. That puts us right into look. I just want to show you where we're at. So God told Abraham, leave your country, go to the promised land. Remember that? And he said, I'll bless you. Notice this. I will bless you. Okay. I'm going to speed ahead a little bit because we're going to talk about one of this, his kids. Uh, let's go to uh, chapter 7. Well, look at, look at 15. No, hang on a second. Oh, look at that. Here's just another part, chapter 13. Uh, so he traveled north. No, they left Egypt. And they, he was with Abraham, uh, no, excuse me. He was with his wife, Lot, and, uh, excuse me, his wife and Lot, and all they owned. For Abraham, look at that. He was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. Look at that. Wow. Now I want to keep going. So let's just pick up a little bit of points here. Oh. Uh, Let's see, chapter 15, look at that. The Lord, that's Jehovah, spoke to Abram in a vision. Don't be fearful, I'll defend you. I'll give you great blessings. That was because they just basically had a world war and Abram went over there and rescued his nephew. And now he's made all of them mad like a bunch of hornets. But that's where the Lord said, don't worry. Uh, he, he was afraid. Don't be afraid, I'll defend you. Look at this. But Abram said, what good are all your blessings? Look at that. If I have no son. So look what he's saying. Of course, we know he did have a son, Isaac. But look what he references. What good are all these blessings when I pass out of here? Wow, we have all these blessings. Okay, let's, I want to jump ahead to just some more markers here. These are all a historic line. Look at the 17th chapter. When Abram was 99 years old, God appeared to him and told him, I'm the Almighty God. Obey me and live as you should. I'll prepare, look at this, uh, prepare a contract between us guaranteeing you to make you into a mighty nation. Look at the word guarantee. In fact, you'll not be... You shall be the father of not only one nation, but a multitude. Okay, anyway, I want us to skip down to, uh, look at verse 7. I will continue this agreement. This is where you and I are concerned. 
between us generation after generation forever. Wow. And when you think ahead to what when Moses brought the children of Israel out and how they were just kicking everybody's tail when they got in the promised land, oh, hello, yeah, yeah. And before then, look at this. All right, now, uh, let me skip down here and look at verse, uh, let's see. Oh, excuse me. Okay, all right. So uh, let me jump to just, just to, it's stuff I know, but I want to make sure you know it. I'm going to go to the New Testament just a moment. And by the way, uh, in the book of John, let's go John chapter 18. I mean, John chapter, uh, that ain't where I want to be. I want John 8. Hang on a second. We could go anywhere in the New Testament looking at Jesus here. But no, see if you see the word Abraham. Well, not yet, but let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Here we go. There it is. Look at that. They were saying, we are descendants of Abraham. Why didn't Jesus laugh and say there was nobody by the name of that name? <gasps> no, they're referencing him. Jesus keeps mentioning Abraham. Look at that. Notice what he says. So if the son sets you free, remember that? You'll be free indeed, remember that? Yet I realize you are descendants of Abraham. <gasps> wow. Yet some of you are trying to kill me. Look at that. They go on and said, uh, he, he goes on and says, our father is Abraham. Look what he says. No. This is uh, John 8, verse 40. For if you were, you'd follow his good example, but instead you're trying to kill me. All because I told you the truth from God. God Abraham wouldn't do a thing like that. Jesus quit talking about fables. He's not talking fables. Mercy, Abraham was there. Wow. Okay, so just a little point. It's nice to know that instead of hearing those voices in the back of your head going, this is just fake beliefs, this is this fake, fake beliefs. This is not true. Look at the book of Galatians just a moment. Galatians, Paul, a missionary. We captured a note here. Look at this. This was a note that was written, okay? Now, I want us to go all the way to, there's, a, there's something here in the third chapter, very last verse. Look at this. Paul's writing about Abraham. Okay? And you can't write about, it just throws it all away if it's fake. But look what he says here. Now that we are Christ, we are, look what it says, true descendants of Abraham. And all of God's promises to him belong to us. Okay. All right, here we go. Now we know, uh-oh. And we just read that over there in Galatians. I mean, excuse me, in Genesis, how during their lifetime, I will, you know, I'll make that contract work for them. Let's see that little piece just one more time. Oh, passed it right there. Hello. Calm down, mouse. There we go. Look at that. I will continue this agreement between us generation after generation. It'll be between me and your children as well. Okay, now let's jump ahead. All right, Abraham's life, Abraham's life. Okay, Abraham now has a son, Isaac. Okay, wow. That was a miracle, remember? Because Sarah couldn't have kids. And plus, she was old. It wouldn't have mattered if she could have kids. It's too late now. No, God did it anyway. Praise the Lord. So remember that boy's name was, was uh, remember his name was Isaac. Now look at it. Here's Sarah dies. See the time frame? She's died. Okay. So anyway, uh, Abraham has a praise report there. He gets some land here. The Lord blessed him with this land. Anyway, he was very old. God blessed him in every way. And one day he told his household administrator, who was his oldest servant, swear by Jehovah that you will not let my son marry one of these local girls, the Canaanites. What's wrong with the local girls? <laughs> well, obviously something's going on. Instead, go to my homeland, to my relatives, find a wife. Okay, so you know this wonderful story. I'm not going to spend any time here, but I do want to come down to 2434. It's verse 34. Watch this. 
This is after the servant, he's there to get a wife and he's already met her. Her name's Rachel. No, her name's Rebecca. And everybody at the table's excited he's here. And he says, I want to tell you something. Here's, I am Abraham's servant. Look at this. And Jehovah has overwhelmed my master. Remember, all this is yours. With blessings so that he is a great man among the people of his land. That's what's supposed to be happening to all of us. Okay. Look at this. God's giving him flocks of sheep and herds and cattle and a fortune in silver and gold. Many slaves and camels and donkeys. You see how stupid it is if you try to go along with today's vernacular and go, he had slaves. I'm not going to read it. Listen, we're Christ slaves. you got to get over that. You know, I mean, we don't have to worry about it, but I'm just saying, see how terrible that is? I'm not reading anything. It's got anything to do with slaves. Oh, little baby. Yeah. God. We are Christ's slaves. Paul said, a slave of the servant of... I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that? Oh, wicked slave, depart from me. I never knew you. What about the one, thou good and faithful, what? Slave and servant. But it's, oh, it's gee. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. But see, if you divorce yourself from this, you'd be like, oh my God, uh-uh, I, have to have, I have to have a new God. Yeah, that's where you're heading. Go carve you one out then. Put it in your mind, and one day you'll stand before Jesus Christ and find it. Oh my God, every knee shall bow. <gasps> anyway, so look at that fortune in silver and gold. Wow, my goodness. Okay, so let's keep going. So now Sarah, his mama's died, and now he's got him a wife. Okay, and then let's keep going here. Remember, Isaac has two kids. Wow, look at that. At his old age, he was almost blind, and Esau and Isaac, you know, I mean, excuse me, there was Esau and there was uh, Isaac, that was his two sons. All right, and you know what happened there. Now, here we go. Here's where I want to start. 28. Now, remember who Jacob is. That's, that's one of, that's Isaac's son. There was Jacob and Esau. They were twins. Remember, Jacob has a son, and we left off a few weeks ago talking about the coat of many colors. That was this guy's son named Joseph. But watch this. So Isaac called for Jacob, blessed him, and said to him, Don't marry, this is chapter 28, Genesis, Don't marry one of these Canaanite girls. Instead, go at once to Padan Aran, to the house of your father. In other words, head to Mobile, whatever, however far it was. Marry one of your cousins, your uncle Laban's daughters. Look at this. God Almighty bless you and give you many children. Why didn't he say, well, we hope it's works health. Oh, we just hope, oh, we hope and pray. This is a given. You may become a great nation of many tribes. Now, where do you get that from? His dad. His dad told him that's what's going to happen to him. And it had. Here we go. Uh, and may you own this land. Look at that. Where we are now foreigners. For God had given it to Abraham. So here we go. So let's see what happens. Now, remember, let's see what he took with him. He didn't have nothing. All he had was a shepherd's rod. Matter of fact, oh, Jacob, when he come back, he said, I left with just a shepherd's rod. Remember that? And when he came back, he had 12 sons. He had all this vast, just piles of stuff that the Lord blessed him with. Okay, so Isaac left, uh, no, Isaac sent Jacob away. and He went to Padan uh, Aran to visit his uncle Laban, his mother's brother, the son of Bethuel, the Armenian. See, and if you read Genesis, you would have recognized those names. Those guys were out there. Esau realized that his father, look at this, that's his brother. Esau realized his father despised the local girls and that his father and mother sent Jacob to Padan Aran with his father's blessing to get away from there and that they had strictly warned him against marrying his Canaanite world, a Canaanite girl and that Jacob had agreed and left for Padan Aran. Now remember, Esau wanted to kill him anyway, so that was in the previous chapter. So Esau went, so now, now he thinks, okay, I hacked off my mom and dad, so what's he going to do? He's going to get him another wife. He's going to get sort of close. He's going to get, a, look where he gets a wife from. So he goes to his uncle Ishmael. Who's that? Well, remember that? That was Isaac's, uh, Isaac had a stepbrother. 
Okay. He went to Ishmael's family and married another wife from there besides the wives he already had. Her name was Mahalath, the sister of Nabatha, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Now, did you see there? Again, the world's over with because this guy's screwed up because he's got how many wives? Oh, he's screwed up. Oh, something wrong with his mentally. Uh, get the history. Nobody's screwed up here. They're not. Now, we married one person, whatever, but, I mean, but gee, these people are not pedophiles, you know? God. We've backed ourselves in a corner where we just can't read the Bible anymore. And don't you dare do that. Keep reading. Verse 10. So Jacob left Beersheba and journeyed toward Haran. That night, see the time frame? He left. He's motor scooting along. Don't know if he's on a donkey or what. He knows where he's heading. That night, he stopped to camp at sundown. He found a rock for headrest and lay down to sleep. I don't know about you, but I'd probably be a little scary. (laughs) You know? All my little deer hunting stories and other kind of places, it gets kind of scary you by yourself. But anyway, he dreamed that a staircase reached from earth to heaven and he saw the angels of God going up and down. It's like Laura was talking about dreams and stuff. Well, here you go. Look at that. At the top of the stairs stood the Lord. Look at that. I am Jehovah. Let's see if the Lord's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, it's your turn now. You're alive. Now, look at this. The God, here we go, of Abraham, your father, Isaac, he said your dad and your granddad, The ground you're lying on is yours. I will give it to you and your descendants. Wow. That's what his daddy had told him that God had told Abraham. Wow. For you will have descendants as many as dust. Look at this. That's what God told Abraham. I will establish my covenant in their generation. Here you go. Remember, we just found out these things are ours. You will, uh, let's see, they will cover the land from east to west, from north to south. The nations of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Look at that. Not just you and your nation, but it's going to affect everybody. Look at this next phrase. What's more, I am with you and will protect you. Look at that. Wherever you go, look at this part. And will bring you back safely to this land. I will be with you constantly until I finish giving you all I am promising you. Wow. Now look what Mr. Jacob says next. Now remember, it's just history. Then Jacob woke up. Whoa, God lives here. He exclaimed in terror. It scared him. Look at that. I've, st- <laughs> I've stumbled into his home. <laughs> Look at this. This is the awesome entrance to heaven. Well, of course he's thinking, well, it's a doorway. Wow. Interesting little points you can see here. You know, where's God? You know, where's heaven? All through the scriptures, we see a chariot come up, picked up somebody one time, picked up who was it? Elisha? Elijah. And woo, was gone. Wow. Enoch disappeared one time. Where'd he go? Jesus left this earth. He just went straight up in the sky and everybody was watching him. Where'd he go? Well, he's going past the moon. He's, oh, I, he, just, he went somewhere, okay? Anyway, the next morning he got up very early and set the stone headrest upon up, upright as a memorial pillow. I mean, just like set it up. Hey, man, this is, okay. Poured olive oil. What for? He named the place. Have you ever heard the word Bethel? Uh, go down there to Bethel Baptist over there. Where do you go to church? Bethel Baptist, Bethel Methodist, Bethel this, Bethel Alabama. Hello, where'd that come from? Same guy wrote that song 150 years ago, 200 years ago. All these immigrants that come over here, stake in territory, they had church and whatever. What are we going to call it? What are we gonna, let's call this town Bethel. And you look it up, there'll be a Bethel Alabama, there'll be a Bethel Tennessee. Do you know there's a Nazareth, Pennsylvania? Where'd that come from? I'm telling you, those people thought this was the Holy Land. You know, they were so thrilled. And they had the same thing, the blessing of the Lord taken over. 
and you can see how you get away from it. You just quit reading your Bible for a while and quit thanking the Lord for what He's done for you and it'll all come to a screeching halt. Anyway, house of God. <laughs> Though the previous name of the nearest village was Luz. Wow. Man, it... it well, do you think he was blaming pizza that night? No. He, he said, I'm calling this place Bethel. Anyway, and you know what's funny? He came back here again. We're not going to be able to get to it, but in about two chapters later, and this is where he wrestled with that angel. Okay. Anyway, Jacob vowed this vow to God. Look at this. Notice he rehearsed what the Lord said. If God will help me, well, you can't count on God. Let's, we're not going to put God. Yes, we are. We're going to put him in exactly the same box he gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, before I go any further, look at this. Look at this. This is why it's important that we read our Bible. Psalm 20, very powerful psalm. You know this. In your day of trouble, verse 1, may the Lord be with you. May the God of Jacob keep you from all harm. Who's Jacob? I don't believe in Genesis. <laughs> well, you don't believe in Jesus then. You don't believe in Genesis because Jesus quoted out of Genesis more than anything. You're going to think he's, uh, wow. Really, you got to keep yourself. And look what, he tell, look what he says. May he send you aid from his sanctuary. Talking about that. He saw, hey, Lord, you up there. May he send you aid. Look at this next thing. May he remember with pleasure the gifts you've given him. Your sacrifices, your burnt offering. Look at this. May he grant you your heart's desire. Fulfill all your plans. You know, it's like, Mel, you're talking about some hard decisions you may have coming. I've got them too, whatever. You know. Look at this. Praise the Lord. Wow. Look at that. May there be shouts of joy when we hear the news of your victory. It's like Trump said, you're going to be tired of winning. You're going to be saying, please, Mr. President, don't let us win anymore. We're tired of winning. Oh, come on. It's the same thing. Look at that. Flags flying with praise to God for all he's done for you. Look at that. May he answer all your prayers. Oh, my goodness. Where's that coming from? All right, let's go back to Genesis here. Where were we? 2434. We, no, we were further than that. Let's say, hang on. Okay, very old. Let's get back to it. Where were we at? Okay. Uh, yeah, here we are. All right, here we are. Chapter 28. So, he woke up. Remember that? And uh, oh, made a little place there called it Bethel. Here we are. So, here what he says. That's the last verse of this, of chapter 28. Jacob vowed. Now, you remember what a vow is. It's not, well, I promise, I swear. I swear I didn't have the ace of spades in this hand. You liar. We always say, we just throw those around. I swear. I swear I saw them. I swear. So we've lost the impact of this. He vowed. See, when you swear, it's supposed to be something. You, you, you don't take it lightly, you know. Okay, but anyway. Jacob vowed this vow to God. If God will help me and protect me on this journey and give me food and clothes, oh yeah, he'll get more than that, and bring me back safely to my father, look at this, then I will choose Jehovah as my God. Now, is that just a bad deal? I mean, God said, taste and see that the Lord's good. Amen. Jesus even said, come to me all that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He said, well, ah, you better serve me or I'm going to zap you. I'm going to send you to hell. We just sang that song. I love thee, I love thee, because thou hast first loved me. See, that's a scripture. That boy that wrote that song, 16 years old, he heard his faithful preacher preach that. You know, great verse in 1 John. He first loved us. Man. Okay, here we go. 
that I'll choose God as my as Job is my God. Look at this. And this memorial pillow <laughs> shall become a place of worship. What? Oh, by the way, Jacob didn't go to church. There was no preacher. There was no church. Now you can understand why later, when Moses got here, why they set up this big thing. They had a lot of people who were going to teach them all about the Lord. Okay. Look at this. And I will give you back, give you back, look at this, a tenth of everything you give me. Now remember, we don't close our Bibles and start reading this next year. Boom, 29. Jacob traveled on. See the time frame? Kept going. We won't be able to just get through 29. Maybe we'll see what happens. He saw in the distance three flocks of sheep lying beside a well in the open, open uh, field waiting to be watered. I want you to know he didn't have a GPS. He didn't have an iPhone. He, he, was, he knew basically where his uncle's house was. He'd never been there. He got right there at it. The custom was the stone was not removed until all the flocks were there. After watering them, the stone was rolled back over the mouth of the well. Now, I'm, before I get any further, here comes the love story stuff here. The Bible, it's a fleshly, it's just flesh. Let me tell you something. It, it, when you make the connection, you'll never run from Jesus again. Jesus wants you to be in love. He wants you to have a relationship. I mean, Adam went nuts when God brought him Eve. You don't believe in Adam and Eve, do you? Yeah, I do, too. And I believe they're running around naked, too. Like the way they're supposed to. And God was hacked off that, who told you you were naked? <sighs> Let's read it. Watch this. See, this is what spiritual story we're going to... Come on. A man is a man. A woman's a woman. We need to survive. We don't need to get killed. We don't need car wrecks. We need to... We need, remember, we just read Psalm 20. Psalm 20 was so powerful. Let there be shouts of joy. We, look at this. He traveled on. This is the next night. Watch After watering them, the stone was rolled back to the mouth of the well again. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked them where they lived. Hey, guys, where are y'all from? Remember, they said, well, I have a button here, and, and I see on the map. I'm not going to ask any questions because I'll just Google it. Let me, if the, let me tell you, if the lights ever go out and you're living on Google, you are in deep trouble. Amen. You've got to have Jesus. It's, I mean, it's God, you know, it's Google, whatever. It's Jesus. It's so fantastic. Well, we live in Haran. <laughs> Hello! That's where mom and daddy sent me. Do, hey, do you know a fellow there named Laban, the son of Nahor? We sure do! Praise the Lord! Can you not see all these things that happen to you? Same way. Same way. But I've learned, you're going to tick the Lord off in your life if you go to believe, well, I just got lucky. Aren't you lucky? And, and I don't... Be thankful. Here we go. Uh, how is he? Well, he's well. <laughs> Look at that. And prosperous. Yep, no doubt. Look, here comes, can you imagine this? We do not need this good-looking woman stuff. It's flesh, 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 flesh. So stupid. That's the dumbest thing. Look at this. Here comes his daughter, Raquel Welch. What I grew up with, you know. You know, all these people, you name it. But look at Rachel. What do we need her name for? That's not important. We need the Ten Commandments and we need to know how guilty we are and we're all going to hell. I don't have time for that. Why don't you water the flocks so they can... Can you... Let me tell you something. Can you see how God is trapping Jacob? He's bringing him in and showing him how great he is and he's doing it through a woman the next morning. Wow. Why don't you water the flocks so they can come back to grazing? Jacob said, hey, so why don't you go ahead and water these things? Look what he does. This is so cool. This is like Alabama football. 
big old strapping guy, Jacob. They'll be hungry if you stop so early in the day. Well, we don't roll a stone away and begin watering until all the flocks and shepherds are here. Jacob's like, I don't get that. What are you doing that for? At this conversation was going on, Rachel arrived with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Now, remember or not, but the women folk don't get too many rights. Remember the story about Moses? When he killed that Egyptian, he ran for his life. And he went to the land of Midian, and while he was there, he was sitting at a well. And here comes these daughters, and they had a bunch of sheep right there, and they were trying to get their sheep watered. And these other idiots over here ran the women away. Moses came to the rescue, buddy, and he knocked their heads. He said, you get away from these women. And they watered their, and so he helped them get their flocks watered. Same, similar stuff here. Anyway, Rachel arrived with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Not shepherdless, but shepherdess, okay? She was his cousin. Now, he didn't know it, okay? The daughter of his mother's brother, because the sheep were his uncle, uncle Jacob's, went over to the well and rolled away the stone and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed, well, actually he did because they told him. Okay, so he knew who this was. Then Jacob kissed Rachel. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, do you see the spiritual point here? There was no spiritual point. It's just life. You wake up and find out Jesus is going to take care of you. The worst thing you can do is to walk away and start denying that he didn't do that for you today. Like all those great things that Laura got, those special red coat and whatever, and the things he's done for me. It is, you're going to find out he's going to walk away. And he did. You watch him in the New Testament. Got out of the boat. Show us a sign. He got back in the boat and he left. He said, you're not going to see any miracles. No, he actually, the Living Bible says, haven't you seen enough? Okay, here we go. Boy, he's crying. Where'd that go? Let's see, let's see. Yeah, he kissed Rachel and started crying. Now, wait a minute, boy. What are you doing kissing him for? Well, (laughs) he didn't kiss those other guys. She was good looking. Man, he already knew what he was in for. He explained about being her cousin on her father's side and that he was Aunt Rebecca's son. <laughs> now, thankfully, he wasn't lying. You know, so this is just a trip at a bar. You know, he's trying to trick a woman. You know, no. She quickly ran and told her father Laban. And as soon as he heard of Jacob's arrival, see, that would be his nephew. Laban's his uncle. He rushed out to meet him, greeted him warmly, warmly and brought him home. Then Jacob told him his story. Now, you got to remember that Laban... 40 years ago, or 50, whatever it was, he saw this happen when Isaac got a son. The servant came, and he showed up with 12 camels, now 10 camels, full of all kind of blessings and stuff. And they were like, who's this rich cat? And that servant was taken in, how God led him exactly there. And then he told Laban, and Laban's dad was living at the same time, and he said, listen, I am my servant Abraham's, I'm, I am the servant of Abraham, and he sent me to get a wife. <laughs> and while I was standing there, you know, this woman, not Rachel, but Rebecca showed up. And he was just, he, he, remember he said, as soon as he said, in Jesus' name, amen, boom, there was that good looking woman just right there. Wow. Laban knew that. So anyway, <laughs> after, anyway, just think, my very own flesh and blood, Laban explained. After Jacob had been there about a month, Laban said to him one day, Hey, just because of relatives, no reason you can't work for me without pay. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Here's the money. Here we go. How much do you want? Whoever asked you that? Wow, look at this. Now, Laban had two daughters, Leah the older and her younger sister, Rachel. 
Leah had not. This is supposed to be a church situation here. It is church. This is where we've just blown it. We've got people that won't even go to a, a beauty pageant because we feel like that's unholy. You can't have that. Can't do that. No, 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 no. You know. What does your daughter do? Stupid. Anyway, look at this. This is kind of funny. Leah had lovely eyes. This is racist. Right? This is racist right here, isn't it? But Rachel was shapely in every way of beauty. Now I got a I got a grandfather clock, my friend Ann uh, uh, in Birmingham, whatever. And we were trying to find out what kind of clock I got, you know. And I discovered there was a grandfather clock and a grandmother clock. <laughs> and the way you tell is the grandfather clock goes vertical like this. And the grandmother clock has what? Got a shape to it. I mean, come on. What are we scared of here? Look at this. Leah had lovely eyes, verse 17. But Rachel was shapely and in every way a beauty. Well, Jacob was in love with Rachel. Oh, he's, he's a pedophile. Oh my gosh, you know. He's supposed to be going and taking courses about how to love Jesus only. And you don't need a woman right now. That is so stupid. I heard that growing up as a kid in church. And I was, I was living, I was trusting everybody I heard until I learned that I needed to stick with the Bible. But they were saying, Richard, you don't need to be dating anybody. Oh, I don't. Okay, no. No, don't date nobody. Oh, when do I date? When I tell you to. Wait a minute here. And then I sniffed out that discipleship stuff. No. Ridiculous. A woman's not going to get in any, any more trouble than Eve ever gave Adam, okay? Which was trouble, but they were in it together. And they had mercy, okay? Same thing's true with you. You're not going to get in trouble. with you. God's not losing his... Uh, I'll put it this way. I've heard this. This is a great way to say it. God doesn't fall off his throne because you've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend. He don't, okay? He don't. He made you that way. A man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife. Whatever, okay. Uh, look what he says. I'll work for you seven years if you'll give me Rachel. Shapely. Remember he said he loved her. Agreed. Laban said, I'll give you to her... Uh, I'd rather give her to you than anybody outside the house. Yeah. So Jacob spent the next seven years working to pay for Rachel. I guess he had p butter beans and nothing. No, he was fine. Look at look what it says. Oh, this is so spiritual. Oh, is it? They seemed to him but a few days. He was so much in love. Now, if we don't get that, we're. It's like I, I truthfully, I think that's the only true Hollywood movies they have is, is chick flicks. Love story. I don't care. They can make it up. It's the pull of the heart and the things that hurt your heart and make you miss somebody, make you love somebody. You can't make that up. You can make up the storyline, but you can't make up that hurt. We've all been through it. Maybe something in high school, whatever. You can't believe it. They gave you the old Dear John letter, <laughs> whatever it is. But something hurt right there. But what I'm saying is don't divorce yourself from Jesus because you think, well, that's just, oh, uh, look at this grandiose story. Do you know the same story was between Abraham and Sarah? He loved her too. He did. You watch him when he buries her. He went, well, God, glad to get rid of her, you know. Oh, tore him up when Sarah died. Yeah, but he married somebody else right after that. Well, he had a servant girl too. But that doesn't break the relationship that you have with your friends and stuff. I'm not talking about that person because they've been divorced. Okay, lose all your friends, whatever. Do you know the divorce rate? Uh, please. People were divorcing all the time. Yes. Study the scriptures. 
Learn about Jesus. Don't study statistics and whatever. Just, just it's going to ruin your life. Okay, anyway, finally the day, the time came to marry her. <laughs> now, remember, you, some of you already know this story, but watch how it turns around. Because God doesn't want Jacob not happy. Although it's happened, watch this. I fulfill my contract, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so that I... Wow, wow! God, any kids in here? Teach people the Bible, you don't need to worry about that. So that I can sleep with her. Wow. So Laban invited all the men of the settlement to celebrate with Jacob at a big party. Well, that, they probably had beer. So, afterward that night when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob and he slept with her. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Yeah, Laban, that's the dad. Now, Leah's not Rachel. Uh, yeah, right, see the story? Oh my God, what a nightmare. Can you imagine this? And he slept with her. Gee, now you know, there are little differences with electricity and candles or whatever. So, Laban gave Leah a servant girl, Zilpah, to be her maid. So not only did he give her a whatever Leah, but she had Zilpah too, whatever. But in the morning, it was Leah. <laughs> Look at this. What sort of trick is this? He was mad. Jacob, in anger management, no, this ticked him off. How can that be, Richard? He had, a, he had an experience with the Lord. He's supposed to be... I can get mad. We can all get mad. The Bible says be angry and sin not. You watch in the, book, in the New Testament, Paul lost it. Paul split up with Barnabas one time. Man, they, had, they were fussing over a guy named Mark. I'm not taking him. I'm taking him. No, we're not. And the dissension was so great, they split. This is in the middle of the book of Acts. But also, Paul didn't act like, like we think Christ-like. Remember the, 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 when the earthquake hit and they were in jail? They were in jail and they were singing praises. All of a sudden, the earthquake had busted up all the prison walls and they were free. And anyway, the guard took them to his house, washed all their wounds and stuff, and had a great time. And then the, the mayor said, hey, tell those guys they're free. Guess what Mr. Unchrist-like did? That's Paul. He said, no, you tell them to get their silly rear ends in here and they can escort us out of here. For we are Roman citizens. Roll Tide. He's fighting back, wasn't he? Oh, man, the mayor and them were scared because they had beaten them. And they came out there and said, oh, what can we do to make this better? What can we do? See, that was part of the praise report and the testimony that Jesus wanted them to do. I'm sure Paul said, listen, don't you mess with the servants of Jesus Christ ever again. You're going to get in trouble. And you remember the name Jesus Christ. Instead of going, well, we're going to be nice. So make no waves. All right, what sort of trick is this? Back to Genesis chapter 29. He raged at Laban. I worked for seven years for Rachel. What do you mean by this trickery? Uh, well, it's not our custom to marry off the younger daughter ahead of the sister, Laban replied smoothly. <laughs> uh, now remember, what did, what did Leah look like? She had pretty eyes. This is the dad. <laughs> He's trying to push this daughter off. I mean, come on, we can figure this out. So anyway, wait until the bridal week's over and you can have Rachel too. Oh. But notice this. Uh, if you promise to work for me another seven years. Now wait a minute. He's getting taken advantage of. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. Then Laban gave Rachel two, but he gave it to her at the end of the week. So now he's got two wives. Oh my God, the Bible's got... Oh, I can't stand this. Because do you not know what it does to a woman? A woman when she sees another woman in the household. Of, uh, get the psychology out of your life. Read the history. Because guess what? 
these two women here in just a moment. This is where the children of Israel came from. All 12 tribes from these, actually going to be four women. Because remember, they all got a servant. Here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, where we leave off? Laban began, so he gave Rachel two. Laban gave Rachel a servant girl, Bilhah. Remember the other one was Zilpah. Now we got Bilhah to be here made. There's four women. You're going to see Jacob sleeping with four women. I'm not reading the Bible again. Look at the blessing. Oh, I've been divorced. Oh my gosh, I've been divorced. Oh, God doesn't love me anymore. The God of Jacob defend thee. Listen, God was nonstop helping Jacob. You know why? It's because of his faith. God's merciful. You, just, you can make up little things. It's just whatever. Here we go. <clears throat> so Laban gave Rachel a servant girl, build it to be his maiden. Jacob slept with Rachel too. And he loved her more than Leah. Oh, that's unholy. Look at that's unright. Well, come on. Why did he do it? Because. I mean, we know <laughs> Leah had pretty eyes. Rachel was, woo, God. Anyway. And stayed in worth an additional seven years. But because Jacob was sliding Leah, oh, what's that mean? He wasn't camping out with her much. Jehovah let her have a child while Rachel was barren. Wow. Hmm. Barren means you can't have kids. Leah became pregnant, had a son. Look at that first name, Reuben. That's one of the 12. But look at this. Look what she named him. Notice it didn't say the Lord said name him. No, she did. God has noticed my trouble. Now wait, let's take Leah for a moment. How would you feel if you were, let's say, overweight? Maybe she was. Because it didn't say she was shapely. So she probably was, like one fellow friend of mine says, I'm in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> so, but look at this. She said, God. Do you know, every one of us here in this room and in the future, whatever, and all the ones in the Old Testament that turned and looked to God, He's rich unto all that call. She knew she wasn't getting to sleep with her husband. Her sister was beaten out of it. But look at this. God has noticed my trouble. And boy, for a woman, this is just the cat's meow that you're having a baby. Wow. For she said, Jehovah's noticed my trouble. Now my husband, will, look at that. Now she's inferring, she's thinking he didn't love me. Soon, so now my husband will love me. Soon she became pregnant again. Look what she names this one. Named him Simeon, meaning Jehovah heard. What do you think she asked? Can I have another? And what's funny, that's what her sister's going to say. Her first child's name, well, Joseph. Remember what Joe means? Hey, Joe, have another. God, can you believe that? You named your kid, uh, may I have another? <laughs> Here we go. Let's read them all. we get done. Here we go. So soon she became pregnant again, had another son named Simeon, Jehovah heard. There's two of them, 12 tribes of Israel. For she said, Jehovah heard. Look at that. I was unloved, so he gave me another son. Now, what are you doing? I'm not going to bother the Lord with my problems. Africa needs the Lord more than I do. Africa's worshiping cows. We need to get on. Let me tell you, God's not going to help you. God helps those that help themselves. No, God helps those that ask him for his help. Praise the Lord. I, this is just stuff I grew up with and I heard and I thought, no wonder you guys are not having the blessings like I have. Well, Richard, I would never pray for a screwdriver. Man, I do. I could have a thousand of them, but I'm missing one right now. I need one. If I just had a screwdriver, praise the Lord. Oh, I mean, that gives me a praise report. I was looking for, you know, they didn't give me my, they didn't give me my sugar at, uh, when I got coffee the other day. My friend's yesterday. And I thought, I didn't want to turn around and go back, you know. 
But I found enough in the car. I was sitting there going, I have it in Jesus' name. I was digging around and, yeah, I had enough. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Same thing works, everything else. Uh, for Jehovah heard I was unloved, and he's given me another son. Again, she became, what, three times? Yeah. Uh, she became pregnant, had a son named him Levi, meaning, look at this. Oh, it's holy, the Levites. The Levites are what? They work in the temple. It's a spiritual name. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It means attached because she's going, my husband's going to, he's going to feel attached to me now because I've given him four kids. Real holy, wasn't it? No, it's real life. And actually, truthfully, that's what holy is. You love the Lord. Holy means set apart for him. For she said, now my husband will feel affection to me. So now we got three sons here. First three sons, Simeon, Reuben, Levi. What's so spiritual about those names? <laughs> Their mama was having a tough time with her husband. Once again, here we go. She had a son named Judah. Hey, I know Judah. Yeah, yeah look at the history. Look what it means. Oh, it means praise. Oh, I've heard this stuff over and over again. It means praise. It means we worship the Lord. You know what the story is? She wouldn't shut up because she's going, I've had four kids. Hallelujah. My sister, remember I hadn't had any yet, and she said, I was the one that was unloved. My husband, he didn't even want me during the wedding. I mean, really, can you imagine that? Here comes the bride. Oh, God, not you. <laughs> you know, and, and now she's going, hallelujah, I had another child. Here it is. Now I will praise Jehovah. And then it says she stopped having kids after that. Well, she had four. Okay, I, I've got to, let's see what happened to the other. Look at this. Rachel, realizing she was barren, see the time frame? She became envious. Look what she says. Give me children or I'll die. She said to Rachel, <laughs> I'll tell you, God picked the wrong guy. We got anger. Oh, Judge Kavanaugh, see what he did in the courtroom? I mean, in the Senate? <gasps> Please. Man, you, you, we need to brush off the cobwebs off of our... Sometimes you need to be able to get that face. Remember Nicodemus, no, Nick, what's his name? Nebuchadnezzar, his face was a... His visage was so changed. <laughs> you know, whatever. Nah, it's actually talking about Jesus. But, but uh, Nick, uh, not Nicodemus. Nebuchadnezzar did. He was, he was real angry when the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, well, we're not going to burn. We're going to be all right. Oh, yeah. You know, but we need to brush up on that. Sometimes just a look will change some things. Anyway. He flew into a rage. Am I a god? He flared. He's the one who's responsible for your barrenness. Then Rachel told him, sleep with my servant Bildah. Oh, really? Yeah. And her children will be mine. Well, he thought that was a good idea. So she gave him Bildad to be his wife, and he slept with her. She became pregnant and presented him with a son. Now, here we go. This is going to be number five of the children of Israel. Look what she names him. Dan. Oh, it's holy. No, wait a minute. She's going to tell you. Rachel named him Dan, meaning justice, for she said, God has given me justice, heard my plea, gave me a son. Then Bildad's Rachel's servant became pregnant again, gave him a second son. Look what she called him, Naphtali. And I've heard this, Naphtali, the land of Naphtali. Naphtali, Naphtali, he's from Naphtali. Look at the story. Named him Naphtali, meaning wrestle, huh? For she said, I am in a fierce contest with my sister, and I'm winning. <laughs> How can you be winning? It's two to four, and you don't even have any yet. But she claimed these two were hers. Now, what's funny is, remember, cutie pie Rachel, remember, Jacob loved her. Coat of many colors. She does have two kids. Joseph and Benjamin. Remember Benjamin? The tribe of Benjamin. And then 
Joseph, there's two tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, split tribe with that one. But anyway, meanwhile, Leah realizing that she wasn't getting pregnant. Now we're back to the other girl. Hey, what's wrong with me? I ain't having kids anymore. What do you do when things go wrong? Anyway, she gave her servant Zilpah to Jacob to be his wife. Soon Zilpah presented him with a son, named him Gad. <laughs> me, this can't be the Bible. We are so, we have, we've blasphemed. We've gotten off into a sex thing here. Nope. My luck has turned. How many times have you heard the tribe of Gad had you know, the tribe of my luck has turned? <laughs> great, 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 great grandmother was in a fight with her sister. Zilpah produced a second son named him Asher. Here we go. Happy. For she said, what joy is mine? The other, member, the other women will think of me as blessed. One day during the wheat harvest, oh my gosh, here's some more sex stuff, so watch out. <clears throat> Reuben found, remember that's one of the sons, that's uh, Ray, uh, uh, Re, who's Le, Leah's son, found some mandrakes. In other words, eat these things and you know, you'll want to <clears throat> go to bed, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Growing in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Rachel begged Leah to give her some. Leah angrily replied, oh my gosh, they're not going to heaven. Yes, they are. Brothers and sisters get into it. Sisters and sisters get into it. I mean, Joy can tell you. Mel can tell you. They've gotten into it. They love each other, but if you want to. You know, in a little bit, matter of fact, as a verse later, both these girls tell Jacob, their husband, they say, look, we don't care if you want to go back to Canaan or wherever you said you're from because our daddy's treating us like crap. We'll go with you. So they're tight. So you're tight and you're separate. You're tight and you're separate. And you work it out. This was just a one-day event. Probably hugging on each other the next day. Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough to steal my husband? Now, how many years has this been? And now she's going, yeah, you stole my husband. Whatever. And now you're going to steal my son's mandrakes? Rachel said sadly, well, he's going to sleep with you tonight because of the mandrakes. So that evening as Jacob was coming from the field, Leah went out and Leah, whatever. She said, hey, you're coming to my house tonight. You must sleep with me tonight, for I am hiring you with some mandrakes my son has found. Good grief. So he did. Yeah, buddy. Where did we get to? Hold on. Let's close this up. God answered her prayers. Do we pray? Yeah. I don't know if God answers prayer. He answers yes, no, and maybe. Oh. You believe that? You'll never have a prayer answered. God answered her prayer. She became pregnant again. Now, wait a minute. Look at that. That's her fifth one. Good night. She already had two with the other one. You know, her servant girl. For she said, God has repaid me for giving my slave girl to my husband. <laughs> so, in other words, she felt a little offended like, I shouldn't have gave him my... Now, I'm not only fighting my sister, but now i got this slave girl that's... Remember, she probably was shapely round or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but see what she did? She, she named all her kids after what God had done for her. And it wasn't some holy thing. It was praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus loves me. This I know. Yeah. All right. So she, God, she, oh, look at that. She named him Issachar. Oh, what a name. The name Issachar. Oh, he's one of the 12. And look what it means. Ka-ching. <laughs> for she said, God has repaid me. Ping. For giving my servant girl to my husband. Then once again, oh my gosh, another one, yeah. Zebulun, and what she called him, gifts. 
In other words, this stuff doesn't ever quit. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Man. God's given me good gifts for my husband. Now he will honor me, and I'll give him, <laughs> for I believe that I've given him six sons. She had two others by the other. Afterwards, she gave birth. Look at that. Hey, had a girl finally. Dinah. Story about Dinah comes up later. They did move to the Holy Land, and some stupid rich king, prince, jumped on her. Said, you're pretty. Let's go to bed. And, and that guy loved her. He loved her. But guess what these brothers did? You dishonored our daughter. <laughs> and, and, and Jacob was mad about it, having a wanted to start a war, basically. And so the brothers convinced him, we all all get circumcised and it'll all be all right. So the night they got circumcised, they're holding their whatevers. And the brothers went in there and killed the whole town. Because they were all holding their whatevers sore. Man. But again, it's a praise report because their daddy, Jacob, thought, look what you've done. We've showed up and we wiped out a whole town over here. The whole land's going to hate us and kill us. No, they were protected. Anyway, keep going. Then we got to stop. Then God remembered Rachel's play. Who's Rachel? The other one answered her prayers. Like, here's the first one. Became pregnant, gave birth to a son. God's removed the dark slur against my name. She said she named him Joseph. Hello. We need to be thankful for what we have. Don't we don't need no. Tomorrow's another day. You need another dollar. You need something else. You need help. But if you want to close the door, go right ahead. I'm not. May I also have another. Now how hard is it going to remember Joe? What's your name? Joe. Just Joe. Like in a Tom Hanks movie I like. And he didn't want to say what his last name was. He go, What's your name? Uh, Joe. <laughs> Just Joe. <laughs> anyway, Joe. Joe so-and-so, Joe Plummer, Joe this, Joe that. Now we know Joe means may I have another. And of course, as you know, she did. And that child's name was Benjamin. Anyway, soon after the birth of Joseph uh, to Rachel, Jacob said to Laban, I want to go back home. Well, you know what he's going to get to, but his daddy's going to give him hell. Right? I mean, his stepdad's going to give him hell right now. I want to go back to my home. Let me take my wives, for I have earned them from you, and be gone, for you know how fully I have paid for them with my service. Please don't leave me, Laban said. For a fortune teller that I consulted told me that the many blessings I have enjoyed are all because you're here. <laughs> well, that was probably true. How much raise do you need to get you to stay? Whatever it is, I'll pay it. Well, anyway, Jacob negotiates here. But his brother, we're going to have to stop. His uncle is going to say, look... I ain't letting you go. But everything you'll notice in this next passage, everything Jacob touched was turning to gold. Now, when we walk out these doors in the moment, that's supposed to be what's happening with us. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that these things are true. Jesus spoke of Abraham like he was there. Yeah. Paul wrote about him like these blessings were so. And so, Father, we've just glanced at this one right here and we see what's going on. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that if we're feeling bad, you'll take care of that, no matter what it is, sickness, whatever it is. If we're hurt financially, you'll fix that. If it's some other problem, praise God, you're so great. Just like Leah naming her kids. You listened to us. You helped her in all these things. And she named her children after what you did for her. Same thing's true for us. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left for us to tell others what great things you're doing for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know what great stories just all the time, yeah. Man.